Welcome to Canada's podcast. Kyle, welcome to Canada's podcast. Uh, great to meet you. Um, and right from the get-go, I want people to know who you are. So you get to tell them who you are and, and, and you know, a little bit about yourself and, uh, and what you're currently doing, basically. Currently doing is in this exact moment. Um, but no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Philip, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on um, and speaking to you and your audience, of course, today. Uh, my name, as you said, is Kyle Kotak. I'm the uh, president of uh, Skylar Media Group. We're a full-service integrated digital agency in uh, just north of Toronto in Vaughan. Um, you know, cater to you know a bunch of mid-size and, and large-size enterprise scale clients um, on holistic solutions for you know communication needs, and that could be anything from tech stack, um, you know, integration and how that um, works within a communications platform to actually just you know typical. Um, you know, uh, more typical advertising needs such as, you know, social media, digital marketing, or otherwise. Um, and of course, the whole gamut that runs in between. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're both really in the same business, but I mean, uh, you know, why did you end up here? I mean, you know, you're an entrepreneur. What was your, you know, what was your journey? To, to, to Skyline Media. Yeah, the journey is, is interesting. I mean, look, the re why am I here? At the, at the core of what we do, both of us, is communication, right? And, and mm -hmm. you know, whatever you want to call the, the actual services we provide, whether it's advertising or marketing, or web or digital or otherwise, communication's at the core of it. And I like to consider myself uh, a strong communicator, an effective communicator. And I, I, I take joy in that. I take joy in communicating. Um, and communicating on behalf of, of people as well. So certainly, I, I would think I was born with a love for, for you know, this type of industry. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I was going to wind it up in it. I had a, a completely different path set up altogether. Um, of course, life happens sometimes. And mm -hmm. uh, I got involved in a family business that was a print business at the time. And uh, we had a great group of clients, great people that worked with us, with us and for us. And, and uh, I think the decision was made at one point to, you know, get away from the commodity side of things and get into the more service oriented uh, side of things and took a lot of hard work and a lot of entrepreneurial fortitude. Uh, and that's putting it nicely um, to, to kind of get to that spot where we were able to really um, you know, complement our clients with with what they needed. Um, but, you know, here we are 10 or 15 years later, and I think that we're, uh, you know, we're in a fantastic spot and we've built a lot of long-term relationships where, you know, we don't have a lot of turnover internally or externally. So, you know, we've gone through, what, two and a half, three years of, of it's, it's not just the, the, the sort of the pandemic side of it. it. It's brought on a lot of change in, in the way we operate, the way we do business, the way we do, do, do this. How has it changed your business in, in terms of, you know, then and now? Uh, people and technology are probably the two biggest changes that we found. Um, I think that, you know, from a people perspective, um, first of all, there's been turnover at our clients um, and, and that's taken some, you know, obviously some getting used to, especially when you can't meet in person, you know, you're meeting new people constantly over Zoom and Teams mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, the different um you know, solutions available there, um, you know, and even internally, you know, they, they talk about the great resignation or, or whatever it may be. But I think that there's, you know, people that are, are, are 
you know, kind of diving in and, and finding out what's right for them. And that means that we've had people come, we've had people leave. Um, but, you know, there's certainly people um, have, have, you know, come to get used to something different as well. You know, one of the things I loved about the agency environment was the working together, the collaboration, the, the yelling and the screaming and the, you mm -hmm. know, the brainstorming and, and, and all of that, the fun stuff. And that, for the most part, disappeared and got replaced by, you know, avenues like this. And, and yeah. I mean, look, you can still do it in theory, but it's just not the same thing. You can't feel the energy as well. You can't, um, you know, it, it doesn't, the, the spark isn't quite there, I would say, is probably the, the best way to put it. So, you know, on the people side of things, there's things that have changed and there's things that we're getting used to. Um, there's things that are still changing and we're going to still get used to for a long time. But that's that's probably the biggest change. The technology, though, and the way that you know, just the way we're talking right now, mm -hmm. um, maybe we wouldn't have spoken like this a couple of years ago or a few years ago. It obviously has facilitated something like this. That's amazing. It's incredible. Um, and I think the ease of use, we can now fit in a hundred meetings in a day instead of just seven because we don't have to drive to each of them. That's good and bad. It can be argued both ways. But the reality is, is that's actually affected the way that our clients communicate. And so, how are they communicating to their audience? We have to think about that. We have to think about the solutions that they're using, and then integrate creating their communication tactics uh, into the technology that they have available, making sure that things are working efficiently, making sure that they have optimal use of the tools that they do have at their disposal. Um, because it's, it's, it's not just a must or a need to have or a nice to have. It's a critical component of, of operating business these days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely a piece of the communications puzzle. And I think people are still puzzling over it, but yeah, but I mean, after three years, I'm getting pretty used to it. So I think most people, most people are. Um, in terms of you know your own business, I mean, what do you think? What's the greatest challenge you've faced in the business to date? Three of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Then there's three, right? So the original pivot from a printing company into a full service digital agency is not. It's not your typical evolution. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it took a lot of it took a lot of, of hard work by like all of the right people. Right. So um, and, and most of those people are still with us today. But um, it doesn't happen without each of them buying in hook, line and sinker and putting that effort into it. So that was from a, you know, a mission critical perspective. Certainly the you know, at some point you have to decide to cut the cord. And we did. And it's hard to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, you have guaranteed revenue coming in and you have a lot guaranteed, but you're, you're, you have, you know, a significant amount of revenue. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden one day you're kind of cutting the cord on that and saying that, no, we're, that's not what we're doing anymore. We're doing this. I mean, obviously it's a much more of a, you know, um, a longer trans uh, transition than that. But the other part was certainly the recession 2008, uh, you know, or thereabouts. Mm -hmm. uh, that was when we started the pivot and I had taken out, you know, loans and I had, you know, moved into a new building. Building and I had all these plans and I was doing, and then the recession hit and we basically had no cash flow. Uh, we had banks calling for our heads and it was not a fun time. We made it through. Obviously, we persevered, but you know, I, I can't think of a year or a year and a half where I didn't sleep like that year or year and a half. You know, from that experience, is there something that, you know, something that you can recommend to people? something that yeah. so you did that made the difference between failure and success? Yeah, I think two things. I think the first thing that I did was I communicated very openly and honestly with my team about what was happening. Um, there were no secrets. There was no... Um, I, I mean, listen, we take that with a grain of salt. I mean, obviously, I, you know, didn't spend my days disclosing every every penny, um, or, you know, every issue that regarded every penny, but full open communication and full disclosure on so many things 
helped everybody align with what the ultimate goal was. And I'm sure it wasn't easy for people to hear that, but I felt like that actually made us stronger as a team and everybody understood maybe where the anxiety might've been coming from or whether maybe why some of the energy was being put into a certain place. And it helps everybody get on board and helps everybody align. And you're all working towards one common cause. It's a big problem with the world today. And a lot of the businesses that we work with is that there's fracture that exists from department to department or person to person, because they're not able to communicate like they would have if you know they were sitting at the desk next to them. But the other thing, and it's so critical from a business perspective, in my opinion, is to diversify. I was that you know, 90, 10 uh, you know, business where 90% of our revenue came from 10% of our clients and, and, and a couple of our, our three biggest clients at the time probably got hit the hardest. Subsequently, our business got hit the hardest. And I just promised to myself that if I ever make it through this, I will make sure that we're diversified in different industries. We have different, you know, so whatever might affect a market in one situation won't affect it in another situation. And then that way we've always got clients that are heads above the water and not just from a client perspective, but also from a services perspective, because you can't have all the same services that may, might be, you know, I say killed, but, you know, killed in a certain, you know, economic environment. Mm -hmm. So even at times where we feel like our, you know, maybe our web or, and UX services are in very, very high demand, but maybe creative is a little bit lower. There are other times when then social media takes a, a you know, a bigger, you know, uh, climb. And anyways, the point being that, you know, I, I, diversity in every single way that you can define that word is a great thing for a business. We've got mentors, either parents or people we knew. I would like to ask, you know, in terms of mentorship, what what's the best piece of advice that you got given you know you keep in your back pocket and pull it out every so often and 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 it's just you know you didn't think of it but you carry it around with you basically things are never as good as they are when they're going good and things are never as bad as they are when they're going bad and it's just so true we have to look at the big picture with everything and if we look at tiny snapshots it feels like the world is our oyster some days and it feels like the sky is falling other days. But the reality is when you take a step back and you take a breath, you see that, you know, quite often things actually do level out and, and it's a lot more of a moderate, um, you know, climb or fall than, than it feels like it, it is in the moment. And, and I think breathing, taking that breath, you know, stepping back and remembering that it's probably been the crit mission critical thing for me to, you know, get through the bad times, but also the good times and not, you know, think that, you know, maybe make plans based on where I am in the exact moment, because in about in a month or two, things are about to level off. And it's a good thing I didn't get too aggressive. If that makes sense. Let's have some, let's have some fun questions. Uh, that, that, that was some, some great answers you gave there, Carl. Thank you. It was really good. Um, if you weren't doing what you were doing, what you're doing now, what would you be doing instead? I'd be a hockey player agent. That's interesting. That's interesting. Why? Like the entrepreneurial aspect of it, you know, my original say life plans were, were to get into law, um, also into business. I, I had, you know, just a different set of plans. And, uh, I, and by business, I mean more of the, you know, MBA type of approach. Um, but I'm a huge sports fan. And that was kind of my way. It was even going through high school. That was my original plan. I wanted to do that because it kind of combined all the things that I really, you know, mm -hmm. thought I was going to enjoy for the rest of my life. Well, I mean, what books are you reading? What book are you reading, listening to uh, that you'd recommend that, that sort of made an impression? I just finished reading a book called Breathe. Actually, I know I just finished talking about breathing. Mm -hmm. And it's, 
it, it's actually one of the most profound books I ever read. Uh, a friend of mine just dropped it off at my. I haven't account. read it. I'm going to have a go at that. It's unbelievable, and, and I'll and I'll send you the link to it after. If you um, could, yeah, it speaks to the the importance of breathing, and it sounds so you know redundant, right? It's breathing. We all do it. We do it every day. Mm-hmm. There's a science behind it, but also a philosophy behind breathing mm-hmm. that we don't even realize it that has existed for thousands of years that actually now people much smarter, smarter than I have, you know, scientists and, and just researchers have, you know, established conclusions about how much better we can make our life by letting our lungs do a lot of the heavy lifting that we actually don't allow them to do, believe it or not. But it's, it's helped me in a number of ways. It's helped me sleep. It's helped me get through tough days. It's helped me, you know, I've got three young kids. It's helped me get through times with them. It's, it's, it's been a, it's, it's fantastic. Good. If you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what would it be and why? Uh, Jeez, it's hard. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm going to go with the word that describes what I'm doing right now. Thoughtful. I, 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 th- I was about to say, it's weird. I was about to say, well, obviously it's thoughtful. So yeah, that's it. You know, you, you got it. You know, <laughs> we're on the same page. We're aligned. So, you know, I, I listen, I'll throw around ideas in my head, like aggressive and, and, you know, um, and progressive. And I, I think at the end of the day, I, you know, used to be a lot more uh, reactive. I've become a lot more pro- proactive in, in my mm-hmm. old age, um, mm-hmm. uh, but also thoughtful, you know, really thinking through things, why, how, what, when, where, um, you know, all it's, it's so important, um, you know, and I think it's a critical part of, of life, not just business, but, but life in general. You a fun one. Are you a morning or a night person? Oh, night. I can stay up all night, but I cannot wake up for the life. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, I, I would say about eighty percent of the people I interview say morning. It's kind of interesting. I'll tell you why I think it is. I'm a big sports fan, and sports starts at seven o'clock at night and ends that's at two a.m. sometimes. That's it. That's so right. yeah. I've trained my body to stay up so I can watch all the sports I can. I guess mm-hmm. that's good. So, what's keeping you up at night? The three kids. Um, <laughs> without actually, they're probably keeping my wife up more than they're keeping me up. But um, yeah, I mean them certainly. You know their future and and what what I'm doing and how that will you know positively impact them and and their opportunities in life. Um, I think from a business perspective, certainly what's next. I'm always that person who goes with being thoughtful. It's what's next? I'm always thinking. I I I. I I'm a thinker, right? So I like, I mean, I guess we all are, but well, I what, tend to stay up. What is next? What, where, where are we going to be in our industry in the next five years? Yeah, you know, that's, I don't even think, oh, okay, I, we can definitely answer five well, months. I, years, yeah. Five years is way yeah. too long. I think five years is way too long. I think that, you know, technology is, is just developing at such a rapid pace. And it's not only the technology that we use, but the, tel- the technology that, that our consumers, our audiences are adopting is, is rapidly changing the way they 
they adopt technology um, is sometimes different than the way that the technology is, the orig technology is originally delivered to the audience. Uh, and so subsequently, we have to really fly off the seat of our pants. I don't know. I don't know where we are. I don't. I, I can tell you that it's not where we are right now. I can tell you that you know some of the departments that we have right now look different than they do down the road. Um, you know, like look at web. Web used to be like its own little thing where it was just about creating websites. Now it's about creating user experiences. We still have a lot of the same people doing the same work, but it's evolved in this entirely other you know um, organism that kind of operates uh, you know within itself, but still with the rest of the of the company. So the social media change like that. Um, you know, is how does creative continue to evolve to to you know, toe the line of, of still being on the cutting edge um, and on the innovative edge. Look, I'm excited about where the next three to five years are. I want to make that clear. I'm not worried about it, but yeah. I do stay up at night thinking about it. Not because, and the thing that does worry about it is I don't know. And I hate not knowing things. And that's just the truth. Hmm. That's really, that's true. Uh, yeah. I think it's very hard. It's very hard to, 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 to nail it. Um, I think we're going to have to come to the end of it. Cause I mean, I could, Jack on all afternoon, but you know we're not. We're, we can't do that. Um, how can people get a hold of you, Kyle? If they if they listen to this and something's something's there that they they that they want to connect with you. LinkedIn, Twitter, um, our, our website, skylarmedia.ca, but I'm I'm available under my my full name at, at, mm -hmm. on LinkedIn or, or Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, look, I always say if anybody has you know questions or wants to talk, and whether it's about you know business or, or otherwise, a conversation never hurt anybody. And sometimes conversations go places and sometimes they don't, but but I, I, I welcome them. So just just as you welcome me here today. Well, thanks for coming on Canvas Podcast. It's been great meeting you, Kyle. Yeah, you too, Philip. Thank you.